0: The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at febc.org.
1: Those gifts, talents, skills, and abilities, there was a purpose involved. Pacific Garden Mission was an assignment from God and when all those things came together I thought I finally have a pathway that I know is making a difference
0: his assignment from God came in an unusual fashion welcome to first person our guest describes today how he went from needing what a rescue mission offered to working for Pacific Garden Mission in a key role I'm Wayne Shepherd and you'll meet Stephen Welch as you stay with us now. Thanks for listening to First Person, which comes to you each week with a different story of a person who is a follower of Jesus Christ and shares their experience and calling. These conversations are made possible by our friends at the Far East Broadcasting Company who rejoice whenever God gets the glory for a changed life. Learn more about FEBC by going online for videos and more at FEBC.org. And for more about this program, including our audio archive of past stories, visit our website, FirstPersonInterview.com. There you'll find a schedule of what's ahead over the next few weeks. Just go online to FirstPersonInterview.com. Well, Stephen Welch has quite a story to tell. His life reached a low point when God began to prepare the way for him to find his calling. Stephen, join me in the studio to talk about where he now serves and how he got there.
1: Well, it's uh, quite a miracle by God's providence only. Um, I'm the director of development at Pacific Garden Mission. It's uh, America's uh, oldest continuously operating rescue mission. It was founded in 1877, and it's uh, a gospel rescue mission. Uh, It's a very powerful gospel rescue mission that really brings change in Christ into individuals' lives. And uh, it's exciting. Uh, the director of development position has some uh, uh, a lot of benefits to it because we get to see all the people that want to partner with God to help men and women come to their highest potential, and uh, that's quite a blessing. And part of that is also our television ministry. I'm uh, the producer of a one-hour television program that came together about five years ago, and that's another miracle story of God's providence. And then I also assist our president, our ninth president of Pacific Garden Mission, and he and I both took office about the same time. Well, there are great rescue missions around the country
0: doing wonderful work. Um, Pacific Garden Mission is perhaps the best known, uh, at least throughout the Midwest, if not beyond. Uh, So it really is remarkable what's happened there all these years. Uh, What year did you say it started? 1877, Wayne. That would have been right after the Chicago Fire, wouldn't it? Yes,
1: it was. Mm -hmm. How about that?
0: You coming to the mission, though, didn't happen through the ordinary circumstances. They didn't go out with an executive recruiter and find you, did they? No, they didn't, Wayne. They did not at all. Tell me, tell me how you came to work at the mission.
1: Well, I'm going to try to make it brief. It could be a, a two-hour uh, testimony, <laughs> Wayne, but uh, we'll get it in as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great story, and uh, there was shame involved and uh, hopelessness. I uh, was—I think all of us have found ourselves lost at one point in time. As a matter of fact, I shared with you that I got off on the wrong floor on the elevator here today, (laughs) and uh, there was a glimpse of being lost, but I could chuckle through it. However, coming to Pacific Garden Mission, I really thought was a mistake uh, when it happened. I left a, to make the story short, I left a hospital, a private room in a hospital in Hinsdale, Illinois. It's a beautiful suburb. And I was told we were going to another facility because of insurance purposes. And I hopped in the cab, and uh, we got underway. And I noticed we were driving by, uh, oh, Midway Airport in uh, Chicago on uh, Route 55. And I asked the driver, I said, I don't know of any hospitals around here. And he replied back to me, oh, no, you're not going to a hospital. You're going to Pacific Garden Mission. He had kind of a deep uh, accent, too. Uh, which I had to ask him again, what did you say? And he said, Pacific Garden Mission. I said, oh, no, turn around. I don't want to go there. That's a rescue mission. And, of course, being a preacher's kid and growing up in the Chicagoland area, I knew Pacific Garden Mission well, and I thought, that's not for me. And uh, he said, well, we have to go there. We have a voucher, and basically we kind of argued for the next 15 minutes, and he was pretty uh, firm on getting me to the mission so he wouldn't be fired or at least would get the money for the cab ride, and he pulled up to the curb, and uh, I saw the big sign, Jesus Saves, and Pacific Garden Mission. And it just came over me, uh, knowing where I was at, that I had to go back. And he said, well, listen, uh, I can't take you back unless you have $85. I only had 38 And he said, why don't you just stay one night? And uh, I walked through the doors. And uh, five years later, uh, I left there uh, being a resident staff member and having a wonderful part of their ministry, uh, seeing it wasn't the end of the line. It was the beginning of the line. And uh, 2 Corinthians five seventeen is one of my favorite verses It says, if any man be in Christ, not in church, but if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And I experienced the very hand of God in Jesus Christ in my life Uh, giving me a new career path, and it was amazing. So
0: when you involuntarily showed up at Pacific Garden Mission that day, were you already a follower of Christ? Tell me some of the circumstances of how you ended up there.
1: Well, as I started off today, I got off on the wrong floor in the elevator, so uh, decisions can make a big difference. Uh, I was on the second floor looking for your studio, and it wasn't there. And I thought, what on earth? And uh, it was my fault I pushed the wrong button. And again, I look back at my life at some of the decisions I made, and it weren't steeped as a Christian. I was uh, grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my dad was a pastor, and uh, you know I made a intellectual uh, conversion at the age of twelve. But college and everything wore away on me, and it wasn't until I was thirty three years old that I actually uh, heard Adrian Rogers preaching a sermon over the radio in my car in Indiana. I pulled the car over to the side of the road and got on my knees and asked. Jesus to be the Lord of my life. And things went really well. Uh, for about 14 years, uh, I had a business that grew. The problem was I started focusing on uh, the things that I was blessed with rather than the one who blessed me. And this is the point I'm trying to get to is that we all can go astray. We're prone to wander. It's just when do we get too far that it's hard to look back at to where the joy of our salvation. So I found myself struggling to, I had lost a business, uh, lost a mother, lost a wife, and I found myself really struggling for what to do, and I began making all the wrong decisions. And I learned at the mission, when you're in trouble like that, uh, where you run and who you run to, that's your God. And I was headed in the wrong direction, and I didn't know that God had a plan for me, and it was to uh, be involved at the mission at Pacific Garden. Mm -hmm.
0: So just like getting lost at the elevator, you, your life, you were wandering. You yes. Were, you were prone to wander. Right. You were lost. I, yeah. So, uh, okay, so God orchestrated you <laughs> being on the doorstep of Pacific Garden Mission, a place you didn't want to go. Right. Uh, and the cab driver said, well, just spend one night. Obviously, you spent more than one night. What yep. happened? What were those first days like?
1: Well, they were rough. I, uh, I fought it. Um, there's a— uh, all the overnight guests, uh, we're not talking about the Bible program, and we can get to that later, but all the overnight guests are on the first floor. We go sleep on the second floor. And uh, I thought there were a couple job opportunities open to uh, look for work, and I spent about seven weeks in the uh, overnight guest population uh, living with uh, people in the day rooms, going upstairs and sleeping at night. And uh, it was a very painful experience and culture shock, too, but I was trying to do it my way, and uh, during that time, I sat in on about 250 gospel services. They have uh, four a day, and if you add the Bible studies and that, it's roughly five uh, services a day I went to. Hmm. And in that seven weeks, I think I counted up about 252 services, and <laughs> it began to change my thinking And thank God for the staff they have there. There was uh, Dr. D. and the head of security at the time. A number of people that began to share with me, why don't you join the men's Bible program? And uh, eventually I did. And it was one of the best decisions I'd ever made because it is a discipleship program. We study the Word of God. Uh, The goals of the men and women's now uh, new life program, that's the Bible program, is to Uh, grow spiritually learn christian character and find god's will for your life through the bible and it was uh very impactful in my life and i wouldn't be here today if i hadn't gone through that Wow! talk talk more
0: about that program that sounds pretty unique
1: well we start off in the morning with uh classes 8 a.m classes we do some singing and then there's uh good doctrine is taught uh everyone goes to that uh that class at eight in the morning we have a wonderful uh, classes in the morning and afternoon, and followed by workplace ministries. So you're given something to do pretty much from morning to night. Sounds pretty intensive. It is. It is. I tell uh, what I tell people. It's almost like being a Navy SEAL. It's hard work. I was thinking boot camp before you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is hard work, and there is a four month test and a one year test. I've been to college. Uh, a good college, and I felt like that one-year test, it had me sweating. (laughs) Um, They have wonderful uh, people that come in and disciple you. There's people on staff there, so it's, it's reading the Word of God. It's a discipleship program, and they begin to help you unpack your life. And I discovered in the first few weeks that I had struggled with idolatry in the book of Deuteronomy. And uh, the counselor took me then from the Old Testament into Ephesians four seventeen eighteen, And he mentioned, uh, his name is Dr. Leon Gombas. He's one of the board of trustees. They get involved. And he said, uh, it says, don't walk like the Gentiles, and look what happens if you do. And I thought, wow, well, that's what happened to me. My imagination was darkened, and I just made all the wrong decision. He said, now, if you use the Word of God to find out what went wrong, it also tells you what can go right. And I, I began to take the instructions of the Word of God and apply it to my life, and things changed.
0: More of the story of Stephen Welch and the story of Pacific Garden Mission in just a moment here on First Person. I'm so grateful for the grace I received while listening to FBBC all day long. I cried listening to God's message multiple times. The Far East Broadcasting Company receives millions of responses each year from grateful listeners. FEBC is dedicated to taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. To learn more, please visit febc.org. That's febc.org. The Far East Broadcasting Company. Until all have heard. My guest is Stephen Welch. Stephen is Director of Development at Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago, historic rescue mission that is just doing tremendous work and has done so for decades in Chicago. Uh, Stephen, I-, I love your story because um, you now are in a position of leadership at Pacific Garden Mission, but you started on the bottom rung of the ladder.
1: Yeah, Wayne, it's, uh, it's a great story. My graduation from the New Day program, which back then was called the Bible program, was... Uh, September of 2013. And during that time, the eighth president uh, had become ill and he passed away and they had brought the new president, uh, acting president into office. His name is Pastor Phil Kwiatkowski. And I started working with him while I was in the new life program at the time He developed a coaching program, and he had me working with him, assisting, implementing it, where we had counselors. There's 85 men in the Bible program. Each one of them had a coach. There was different things they were assigned to, and he moved them through phases. It was a wonderful a gift from God that really helped the men move through the book of God and also through the New Life program. Mm-hmm. And I was helping Pastor Phil, and I believe he saw God working in both our lives and thought there was a fit there. So when he took over as president, he asked me if I'd like to be his assistant. And at that time, I thought, oh, I'd love to. Now, you had some business acumen, mm-hmm. right? You, yeah, You I, understood how to how to do things. Yes, I did. I, uh, I worked in the corporate world uh, and was able to— uh, help companies like McDonald's, uh, Disney, uh, Amoco, Discovery Channel. And I really liked it. It was marketing and a lot of turnaround, helping people uh, grow and uh, uh, conduct their brand throughout the United States and the world. Uh, God has used all the uh, things, good and bad, from the past to uh, help me in this position. And often when I walked through those doors and I started working for Pastor Phil, I thought those uh, things that you mentioned, Wayne, The gifts, talents, skills, and abilities were mine. I really did. I thought, you know, I'm bringing something to the table. I didn't realize it. Uh, It's just about a year ago. It it really dawned on me that those gifts, talents, skills, and abilities, God gave those to me. Those were His. And He also gave me a purpose. I was knitted in my mother's womb uh, with perfection. There was a purpose involved, and uh, this was my assignment. Pacific Guard Mission was an assignment from God. And when all of those things came together, almost like an epiphany, I thought, hallelujah, I've arrived. I finally have uh, you know, a pathway that I know is making a difference that brings great joy to my heart, wonderful boss, the president. And uh, we began, I think about four or five years ago, just unpacking all kinds of things that God had sent our way.
0: Again, Stephen, I love your story because it's God had to break you down Right down to the, you know, down to the things that really are important in life, all of the the spiritual things took you through that Bible program. But in the process, I think it must have built your self-respect up at the same time, didn't
1: it? Yeah, it was slow go too, Wayne. Uh, you know, when I graduated and started assisting Pastor Phil, and I would sit in on the graduations uh, after mine, I realized we really didn't have a strong career development program. And uh, as Pastor Phil and I were talking one morning, he said, well, would you like to teach the class? And I said, I'd love to. So I began getting involved with career development. And, of course, I lived in the building. I was living in the staff dorm. And so I could be there 24 hours a day. And we started putting a career development program together that involved Christian character and competency to build a consistent uh, you know performance and we I went to job fairs and we began to plug people in with felonies and people with terrible backgrounds were getting work and we realized that if any man was in Christ he was a new creature a man or a woman old things have passed away behold all things have become new so people were actually uh, we were going into human resource departments and employers were saying well if it is a new person we'd like to give him a try and i remember one fellow who I had five arrests for heroin addiction. I uh, went through the program. He said, "Mr. Welch, no one's going to hire me. I'm, I'm a loser." And I said, "Not, not according to the Bible." And I remember him going into the interview and telling uh, the person at this Fortune 100 company that uh, I'm a new person. The man who did those things isn't sitting here. They hired him, and it was six months later, the vice president of that corporation called me and said, I need two more. <laughs> and so they began to see God's Christian character emerging from these men and women and also their competency level. They were lighting up phones and doing things that uh, some of the other employees uh, didn't have the zeal for, and that that really opened up a door for us to help more people. In I'm going to ask you
0: about more of those stories. I, yeah. I can't get enough of those, uh, Stephen, but again, God broke you down and then redeemed all that experience that you had and redirected it into the mission. I mean, that, that to me is a tremendous story of God calling someone.
1: Yeah, Wayne, I know looking back now that all of us have tremendous potential if we begin to uh, do two things. First, begin to conform to the image of Jesus Christ, and little by little we can bear fruit. And as we read the Word of God and pray we begin to see that God had a plan all along. Uh, Ephesians 2.10, I love that verse. It says, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus on two good works, which he hath before ordained that we would walk in them. And I believe that every man and woman listening to this, everyone that walks through the doors at Pacific Garden Mission, everyone that might be going to church on Sundays and just seems a little lost or unhappy with their life, God has a plan for you. And it's a beautiful plan. It's an amazing plan. He is holy, holy, holy. He's the Lord of hosts. He doesn't make mistakes, and uh, he didn't make us by mistake. He has a plan for all of our lives, and as far as we go astray and the different things we face, it's there. We just have to get through it. And the way I did it was through Pacific Garden Mission, the Bible program, the Word of God, working under the president, who is a wonderful man, gives me plenty of chances to make mistakes. And we had a great time together seeing what God was doing.
0: Well, your story is uh, one of those great success stories from Pacific Garden Mission. But tell me more. Tell me about these men and women whose lives are turned around.
1: Well, I think it's an amazing. uh, Pacific Garden Mission is unlike a lot of other uh, gospel rescue missions in that About 64% of the staff members walk through those doors, and uh, maybe my story is a little unusual, but our director of ministers walked through those doors over 25 years ago. He has a wonderful unshackled story. There's a short uh, film video about him. His name is uh, Samson Green, Pastor Samson Green, and he is uh, director of ministries for the New Life programs, the New Day programs he really uh, oversees the whole thing and he is a tremendous man of god uh, i used to go to his class every morning at 8 a.m uh, he knows how to preach the word of god but he also knows how to sit down with the men and women that are going through uh, life crisis and uh, help them you know kind of get the wheels back on uh, there's uh, many people there that walk through those doors that are now in ministry making a difference and i think that's the beauty that uh, Pacific Guard Mission has always let those that walk through their doors. You know, When I taught career development, we had people in class, and I would tell them, God has a plan for you. You're going to be employable here or elsewhere. It's not if you're going to get a job. He knows the address of the job, the phone number, your boss's name. (laughs) He has a plan for you. Have faith in God. All we're asking you is to find the Christian character, get your competency level up, and then you can go out into the workplace, or maybe God will have a place for you here in the ministry. And so they've been very uh, selective on who they bring into Pacific Garden Mission. But it's wonderful to see who better to serve the people that walk through our doors when they say, Well, you don't know what it's like. Yeah. I meet people on the street, and they said, I don't look like I did when I walked in the door all disheveled and confused. And they'll say, You don't know what it's like. And I'll say, I really do. I came through those doors years ago, and they begin to start listening to what made the difference in my life, and it's amazing uh, how we can reach the people that uh, might not want to hear about Jesus if we let them know we were there. We understand we all can go astray, and that's the message today, that we all can find ourselves a little lost, but God is there for us.
0: Well, I appreciate the conversation today, Stephen, and your story, you telling your story, because I think we all have these mental images of what it's like at a gospel rescue mission. Right. But uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's remarkable what's happening at Pacific Garden Mission these days. You have to be very grateful. You have to look to God and say, Lord, thank you for how you've led me.
1: Mm, I am. You know, I thank God every time I see the amazing changes that are occurring at Pacific Garden Mission. Our president, Pastor Phil Kwiatkowski— uh, had a vision. He said, You know, we have a clinic, but we see so many people uh, that don't need uh, medical aid. They need help with an addiction. We have heroin, crack cocaine, alcohol. They're addicted to cigarettes, and we really need to do something. And I believe he laid it in prayer and uh, asked God for what we could do. And he began a program called the New Day Program. It's for alcohol and substance abuse. And he really. Uh, transformed our clinic, which was a medical clinic with uh, dentists and uh, podiatrists would come and different things like that, uh, eye doctors, to the New Day uh, program for alcohol and substance abuse. And I think it was brilliant. Uh, It was a God-sent idea. And the two of our top performers, uh, they're counselors in the New Day program for alcohol and substance abuse. One of them was a crack cocaine addict and the other one was a heroin addict. And Bonita Uh, who was a heroin addict for over 25 years. She came to the mission, received Jesus Christ. It's amazing. Story after story I could tell you, Wayne.
0: Dramatic stories of lives changed by Jesus Christ, including the life of our first-person guest, Stephen Welch. As the country's oldest continuously operating gospel rescue mission, the Pacific Guard mission in Chicago works to save and restore the lives of homeless and hurting men, women, and children. Additional information at firstpersoninterview.com. My thanks to Stephen for telling us his story. A special word of thanks to the Far East Broadcasting Company who have made it possible for us to bring you today's interview. FEBC celebrates the stories of people everywhere who give their lives to Jesus. For more about reaching the world for Christ through radio and new media, please visit febc.org. Take some time to explore the video report you'll see online and learn how to pray for FEBC. Go to febc.org. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thank you for listening to First Person.